Welcome to the 100 Club Podcast, a show designed to elevate the game of senior living sales and marketing leaders. I'm your co-host, Michael Moy, and with me is Corey Mitchell. We're talking to leaders from all different positions and titles, giving you and your team a competitive edge to reach 100% occupancy. You're listening to season one. Let's get into it. All right, well, let's hop in. So on today's episode, which we're super excited, it's been a long time coming. It's been an absolute struggle to try to get all four dudes uh, in this conversation. And we joked uh, about it, but it, we're, we're calling it four dudes in a box. So this conversation we're excited about, uh, we're all Zooming. It's, it's a hundred club podcast and a team from Senior Living Pros and the Senior Living uh, Marketing Success podcast in this is, uh, I'm just very excited about the conversation ahead. You know, from our standpoint, we align really well uh, with you guys. And so there's a number of different things that we can, we can jump into from a conversational standpoint and things that we've learned. But I think what we're going to try to hit on today uh, and just kind of give a framework of the conversation is uh, the things that we've learned, but why sales teams uh, should not be afraid of marketing uh, automation, any type of technology. I know that during this time, I know that if you are a sales director, you're probably in a midst of overwhelming amount of, of tours that you are, are doing and follow up. And so our job from a vendor's perspective and our job from uh, just these conversations is to make your life easier. So without further ado, I just wanted to, to welcome everybody to the show and Luke in Dallas, it's it's great to uh, to finally get to have this conversation. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I, I think the we've had a lot of conversations offline, and and uh, you know, it's always fun. You can always immediately tell whenever you connect with somebody, and you're like, okay, yes, we are aligned on so many different things, uh, because there is this this fear in the senior living industry of technology, right? And that's mm -hmm. what we've all started talking about. We said, hey we got to do a podcast on this because this is, this is good stuff. You know, we were just kind of jamming, um, you know, off the cuff. And, and, uh, and so I'm really happy we were able to all, you know, finally get together at the same time and, um, you know, excited to dive into this because technology really is something that can not only make your lives easier as a sales team, but also make their lives easier for the families who we're serving. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing is, uh, those, those hours that can go by can be very stressful for someone who's just trying to get questions answered. They're just trying to, to assuage their fears of, of, um, you know, this decision they've got to make and technology really can make it easier for them. And it can make your life easier, uh, managing your team. I, I think one of the, the fears that I hear over and over again is this fear that automation and technology means that, you know, that's going to do away with this whole idea of relationship building in sales. Mm -hmm. um, and if you use automation and technology in the right way, it doesn't remove the relationship. It just enhances it. It makes your relationships better. It makes it uh, easier for you to have more discovery with the family, with, with the prospect and with the potential residents. So um, that's just, that's one fear that I hear over and over again is, oh, I don't, you know, automation, that's technology. I don't want that because it takes away from building this relationship when in reality, it should just enhance the relationship. 
Yeah, big time. Yeah, and and from the the there's I feel like there's some confusion as well. I don't know if that's something that you guys have have been seeing. So not only some confusion between like okay, so what is marketing automation and then what is just how can we how can we integrate automation into our system? But then naturally like you were saying Luke in, in Dallas like you know, the fear of implementing the automated programs. Well, I don't want to take away from the personal touch for my sales team. Like I, I hired them for a specific reason. It is their job to follow up and to, to, to be that personal uh, guide. And we're not saying like, this is us, you know, from, from our standpoint, we're not trying to take that away. There's, there's so many things that need to be a personal think about like the decision, the weightiness of this decision that, you know, an older adult or just, the, the the adult child is having to, to go through, what would life be like if we could figure out a way that we could help technology keep it personal for you, but then allowing you, enhancing your, your chance to keep it personal and allow your sales team to do what they do best. And that's to be in front of your families, to be with the, and I think that's something that technology ultimately should do. Well, and, and I will, to add on to that, I mean, um, the, the biggest thing about to be able to have those personal conversations, to be able to have those tours, you have to have the systems in place to connect with them, especially when it comes to your website, right? If someone comes on your website and they're, they're, they're tinkering around that maybe they've downloaded something from your site, they've, they've requested more information. The, the, the time that lags for most people from the time they interact with you on your website to the time someone responds to them, they don't even remember doing it, right? And, and the longer that gets, I mean, there's study after study. There's one that we always show people from MIT. That first 15 minutes is absolutely critical. And really it's the first five minutes, right? But after 15 minutes, an online lead is virtually dead. Right. Because they don't remember doing it. Time goes by, whatever. So when most communities are manually following up on a good day, it's going to be at least an hour or two. Right. But on days like to, like Corey this morning, we had to move us podcast back because he got tied up with a tour. Right. I mean, it happens. And, and, and so, you know, you have to have something in place just to begin the discussion. And that's where we really, you know, tell people all the time, you have to automate that first outreach in the first five minutes, right? You're nine times as likely to book a tour if you reach out in the first five minutes. So that's why all of our first text messages go out two minutes after they, they opt in, right? Um, and so having those personal touches, and we hear all the time from families like, oh man, you guys are on top of it. Like you, you shot me a text message in two, three minutes, you know? Um, and the second thing that you were talking about is, you know, it has to feel personalized, right? That's the key because you can do automation really, really badly, right? Like you can, and, and I think that's what people are really afraid of is they don't understand that it can be done in a very personal way, in a very emotional, uh, empathetic way. Uh, and so what they think of an automation is terrible bots like on the ATT.com website where you enter a question and it keeps giving you the same automated response that you're like, okay, dude, I just want to talk to a human. Mm -hmm. That's not good automation. I can totally understand that. Um, 
But I think that the, the thing is, is that people don't understand that good automation, good quality, empathetic, conversational automation does exist. And it exists to create more of those one-on-one opportunities. Because yes, you're not going to sell senior living through text messaging, right? You're, you're, you're going to sell the tour through text messaging. You're going to sell the initial discovery, like, hey, let's hop on a call, blah, 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 right? That's what the automation is for, not to do your job for you. It's to give you more opportunities to do your job. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that like the industry is in this, this spot right now to where, and I think COVID kind of sped this up where, you know, we're a young industry, 40 something years old, but we're, we're kind of behind the ball with a lot of other industries as far as technology goes and meeting the customer where they need to be met. And now you're starting to see kind of this, uh, I think it's kind of like this wave of new people coming into the industry with fresh ideas and new software technology. And you guys are a part of it. Michael, you're a part of it. And you're starting to see a lot of these solutions out there that other industries have been using for a while. And um, I think the industry is getting to a point where it's becoming so competitive that you have to, if you're not using these, these things, you're going to be left behind unless you're like in a, you know, super rural place, you know, that you don't have a lot of competition. But when we were going through it, I mean, we had 10 communities within a five mile radius of us. I mean, so customers have so many options today and being on the placement side, I see it, you know, I can give someone a list of 10 communities in the one town that they want to live in that's in their price range. And then we go to see them and it's really hard for a customer to differ what the difference is on like a, you go through a day of three tours and you're wiped out at the end of the day. The best ones are the ones who make it simple and that follow up and, and they, they lay out those next steps. So like you said, with follow up, you know, those text messages that you're sending out, maybe it's to get them in the community or maybe it's to follow up the next day after the tour. But from our experience too, I would say that even with the text messaging, you can use that as, as part of your, your follow up and kind of still building that relationship, you know, because Mm -hmm. a lot of times they're not going to make that decision that day. They're going to have to go talk to family about it. And you're, you're being on top of it, just staying on top of mind by just checking in on them, seeing how they're doing with that conversation and when that conversation is going to happen. If you need to be a part of that conversation, Hey, here's some words to use. Like here's kind of the frame of mind to use. Um, and we found a lot of success in that, um, that people would not answer their phone after calling them three days in a row. And then you send them a text message and they immediately respond. Um, so just to go back to what you guys were saying, as far as technology goes, you were finally getting to that point to where I think it's catching up. And we have a lot of great people in the industry that are starting to come, come up with these companies. And, you know, that's a part of the reason why we wanted to, to come up with this podcast, because before there wasn't really like, it was hard to find companies out there too. You had to like really be searching for something, but hopefully this gives a platform for companies like yours to talk about what you guys are doing and other companies can start using these technologies that should just be, you know, a no brainer. Okay, yeah. So you know, when when you talk about sometimes when you send a text message and you get that reply that you didn't get for calls, right? We see this all the time. Most people today, if you get a phone call from someone, you don't have the number saved. You hit the red button, right? It's just it's just human instinct. And so if you're making that call like immediately after they've opted into something on your website, you're a they're going to answer it quicker, right? Because oh, this might be them calling me, right? But imagine if that goes an hour or two hours, they don't, they don't know who this number is. They've forgotten that they even filled something out. But when you send that text message, 
right? And let me ask you this too, Corey, when you guys send text messages, do you have certain text messages that you know, hey, these you, these typically work? Absolutely. Right? Yeah, so we would have some, and it was kind of like, you know, trial and error, like we would kind of play with our wording and, and say certain things to see what would get responses and, and what wouldn't. So yeah, we started to tailor it to where we would say kind of almost the same things, but we would make it personal. And yeah. see, and that's the beauty of automation is once you really test out the different messages and, and, and we know, right? Like, like the messages we send out now are different than what we sent out six months ago because we're always optimizing it, but you don't have that opportunity if you're not systematically sending those text messages to people and finding out, Hey, you know what? This one doesn't get much response. This one gets a lot of response. Let's move that up in the, in the queue. Right. And so it just makes it so much easier for you to manage that follow-up systematically improving the follow-up. Uh, and the other key, the other reason that it's so important to have that automation there is like, uh, you know, people have a fear of rejection. We have procrastination issues. We have things that pop up on our calendar, right? Tours that last an hour and a half instead of 45 minutes, everything, everything's in flux, right? And so the first thing that typically gets dropped in all those situations is the follow-up. Right. And then you wonder, why don't we have enough tours this week? You know, we had 14 tours last week and we got two this week. Why? Well, probably because you were so busy with those 14 tours, you didn't do any follow up last week. So now the follow up that you didn't do for a week or two is going to lower the number of tours that you give the next three weeks because you didn't you weren't farming their system the right way. Right. And that is why it's just so important um, that people understand how to use these systems. I have a perfect example. To, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, Michael. My fault. Go ahead, bud. No, go. go. I was going to say I had a, a perfect example. So this week, so I a lot of times I'm, I'm calling communities to get pricing information and availability, what they have you know available as far as rooms, because I'm looking for a specific rate. Um, and talked to two communities today that the sales directors were out of town for a, a sales conference. And so I was told that when they get back in town, they'll give me a call to give me the pricing information. Well, this person that I'm, this family that I'm working with, they want to tour this week. And so because I couldn't get the pricing information, we're not going to go tour them this week because it's just unknown. You know, I could probably go and dig a little bit further and, and really ask, you know, like, hey, they want to come in to work and you just give me some, you know, some examples. But that's kind of the thing is like, what happens when your sales director is either out at a training or out with another tour, or out doing something else and, or, at, you're in a transition time to where your sales director, you don't have a sales director because they've gone on to another community or something that happens all the time in this industry. So if you have automation, if you have technology that can help with that, that can automatically help with following up and keeping people in your system and talking to um, your customers, then, you know, you're, you're not going to hurt as badly, I would say, as just not having that person in that seat and relying on them only to follow up with people that are in your database. And I, I think what's also something important to note here is that I don't know if this is something that you guys see or have learned. It's something that I've definitely learned just from talking to just different leadership teams is that a lot, there's a lot of sales directors that are in those seats that this is their first time ever selling really anything. So, mo you know, we, what we find often is that they fall into this industry, which this can be, that can be a separate topic in itself. We can talk about how we can try to generate and attract talent, um, you know, outside industry coming in, but having that sales acumen, sales profession coming into the role. But what we're finding is that 
most of these people have don't have little to no experience in the actual sales process. And so it's easy to find people that have em- empathy and drive to helping find a solution, but it's beyond that. It is beyond like it takes actual sales skills of simple. It's very simple, but the follow-up process is so critical. And that's what separates the good from the great bad from good is their diligence to following up. And so what we're talking about just to kind of continue to harp on this is that technology, you know, I'm going to, I got to give a plug to, you know, the team at welcome home, you know, we our CRM platform, and I want to learn more about what you guys are, are doing, you know, with senior living pros and how you guys are helping. I'm looking at your, your sign here more towards faster hires. Like, I think that's what we actually need to talk about because these tech stacks are actually helping salespeople be better at their job to prompt them into, okay, well, if we have like, if we have a specific, you know, follow-up playlist that we know will convert at a higher clip, we let's let's walk them through that process of following up, texting them the second day, the the next day is a video, all of this. Why can't we bake that in? So in Welcome Home, you can bake that sales standard, all those next steps, the follow-up process that you know is tried and true and works well for you. You can bake that into your system. And now you're you're able to get people that are coming from outside the industry or don't really know how to do that follow-up process. And it's guiding them. It is literally telling them, like, you know, when you do X, then you do this. And it it still keeps them personalized because we're not taking away the, the the actual calls that are happening, the texting that's happening. But now you're creating the sales standard in your business standards. Now you're having you're not having to go in and coach and micromanage your team. You're you're able to allow them to do what's best and and fits them, you know, where they are at. So really just trying to teach them a, a, the sales process in general is something that you know regionals and VPs really want to have, but they, you know, oftentimes what we find, I mean, you, you think about this, you you have a 60 community portfolio <laughs> and you got regionals helping you out. Uh, at, at each community, everyone is so incredibly busy. It's not their job necessarily to make sure that everybody's following, like, to doing their job. And you know, it is it is their job to make sure that they're mm-hmm. doing their jobs. So let me take that back. <laughs> but it's our job to help that, right? And I think that's something that's possible. Well, and I think part of that, Michael, is these sales directors in many ways are being pulled in more directions than ever before. Right. Preach. And, yeah. and, and systematically in it, it does, never fails. I see community after community where when there's some random thing that needs to get done, it gets put in marketing and sales, right? Like they're going to do it right? because they're the, they're the people talking to anyone outside the community. And so what we are doing at senior living pros is really focusing on that top half of the funnel, right. And really, really primarily on your website. Right. But it, anywhere it comes in and Google, right. So, so your Google business profile, and your website. And we're taking those marketing qualified leads and basically just doing the follow-up for you through a combination of automation and our people that, that call for you, right? Because so much of that is not as important for them to be doing themselves. And, and but for some people, it's like they're little precious, right? Like they can't let go of it, right? In Lord of the Rings, like that's their little precious. <laughs> they don't want to let go because they feel busy. 
even though feeling busy is not helping them get people in the door and it's not helping them get tours converted into move-ins. And so, you know, what we really focus on, and I think this is why it makes so much sense to, to talk about how we can work together, is let's rate all the things that you have to do as a sales director or marketing director and ED, right? Um, and say, okay, on a scale of one to 10, giving really good tours and personalizing tours and really connecting on a human level is probably at the very top of what you need to be doing, right? And then how do you follow up with them? What you're saying, right? We're going to guide you. We're going to tell you how to follow up with them after the tour. All of that stuff, that they need to be really, really good at that. Mm. Taking, the, taking the traffic from your website and turning it into a qualified lead and turning that into a tour, I personally don't think you need to spend a whole lot of time polishing those skills. Like have a system like what we're talking about in place to put them on a T for you, mm. right? And then you focus on being really good at making the connection, giving a great tour, right? Personalizing that tour, right? We work with a, a, a sales coach, Julie Podowitz, um, who does a, a tremendous job of talking about this, right? Of, you know, little things that can make big differences on tours. And so spend your time doing that, Right. And then either hire someone or work with someone like us that says, hey, look, let us just handle all this. You know, we had a call the other day with, with a new client we're onboarding and they were they were asking us, like, are we are we going to get reports on which keywords are working better and all this? And I'm like, I mean, yeah, you can. But why do you want to even focus on that? Right. Like our job, we don't get paid unless we book you a tour. So we're going to do the absolute best work when it comes to all that stuff in your website. So you don't even need to like get all that out of your brain. Like you've been, you've been, you've let 50% of your time every week go into these tasks that you shouldn't even need to worry about, yeah. right? You're not an SEO expert. You're not a, a, a Google business profile expert. You're not a web traffic expert. You were, most of these sales directors were hired to connect with families, right? Like that's what they want them to do. So quit trying to learn a skill that is so far removed from that, that you don't even need it. So that's, that's what we focus on. I know that's kind of a long-winded answer as far as like what we're doing, but you know, that's what we really focus on is how can we take away the mundane follow-up tasks in the top half of the funnel that take a lot of time. It takes a lot of thick skin because you're going to get lots of no answers. You're going to get lots of no replies, but you have to keep doing it. Right. And that's where the humans fail in that regard is you know, they follow up two or three or four, maybe five times, right? If they're being honest, it's usually once or twice. Uh, and then they say, oh, the leads on the website suck, right? The leads suck. No, they don't. You just, you have to follow up with online leads 15 to 22 times, right? To get them into a tour. And that's what uh, most humans aren't going to do that. So that's what we do is really focus on top half of the funnel. And then I think it's great to then put them in the tour and then now all the welcome home stuff kicks in, guiding you every step of the way from there on, right? That, that, that's why I think this is, that's how this whole conversation kind of got started mm -hmm. was, oh man, this is great. We, we really kind of, we're doing the same thing, but at different parts of the sales funnel. And, uh, and your comment about systematizing sales, dead on, right? We, we talk about the funnel all the time and most people just don't have that mindset. It's, uh, oh, go, go I'm ahead. sorry. Sorry, go ahead. It, it, just... Go ahead. 
I'm so sorry, man. I didn't mean to cut you off. It's like the lag in time. I was just going to ask if you guys are uh, integrated with the CRM. So if they have these leads that are in their CRM, you guys have automatic either, you know, them coming in for the first time, like the information that they've put go, going into the CRM and then the follow-up as well. Is that integrated with the CRM for these sales directors? I'm sorry, Luke, I didn't mean to cut you off there, bud. Yeah, no. So it, it absolutely is. Um, and, you know, we have an open API with all of our technology. So if there's a CRM we're not integrated with, it's just a matter of getting some IT tech people together and letting them talk their IT tech language and getting it all figured out. But what I was going to say is, is that it's amazing what a good follow-up schedule will do. And it's amazing how um, people often respond to follow-up and it's sometimes not the way that you think they will. I think sometimes we think if I follow up with someone, they're going to say, you know, they're going to get mad that, that they followed up with me so many times, but 99% of the time when I'm following up with people, it's, oh, you know, thanks so much for following up with me. You know, I just, I lost track of time. I forgot about that. Um, and one thing that I always do is I always call people back to back. So if I call someone and they don't answer, I immediately call them again. And that is probably the best thing I've ever learned about following up with people and calling. Because one time I, I called uh, a lady that I was following up with. And she didn't answer. And so I called again and she answered and I said, Hey, you know, this is blah, blah, blah. And she said, Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm actually at my sister's funeral. Can I call you back? But I was like, Oh my goodness. Uh, you know, I'm so sorry. But that just goes to show you that, I mean, even some simple things like that about follow-up that you just kind of learn throughout the process are so, so critical. And what Dallas is saying is absolutely true. There's, you know, sales skills that need to be learned by someone in sales, but follow-up skills and prospecting skills. That's a totally different skill set to learn. What are you guys seeing in terms of, I don't know if you have this, this data, I, you know, I, I have access to it, but just from like your standpoint, where are you seeing most of these leads? Like, I think we know the answer, but where are the most of the leads getting stuck? Cause I think that's a, a key, key problem is that one, you know, prospect, the inquiries, the number of inquiries, I don't think is a personal problem or personally a problem right now. I think there's just a, a, a lead stuck. I don't know that's a bad terminology, but there, there's there's areas in this these sales stages that are, people are getting stuck at. And I'm curious on where you guys are seeing the most getting backlogged. Yeah, I mean, the, the number one is uh, for, from website leads, especially, is they don't get followed up fast enough or they don't get mm -hmm. followed up with at all. And so, you know, close to 50% of online leads uh, either never get followed up with or they get followed up with days later, which you might as well just consider them they never got followed up with. Mm. Like that's literally the, the number one thing. Um, and what you're talking about there is like you can give someone the greatest email script and the greatest phone script and the greatest text message script, but when their time gets consumed, and they're on tour after tour or in meetings and tours and dealing with putting out fires with residents and, you know, adult kids calling, wanting to know what's going on with mom and dad, because they're the contact person uh, in most communities, you know, guess what gets pushed aside. And then, and then what should have happened in the first five minutes takes days. Well, then guess what? Well, then your psychological piece really gets into your head. And you're like, well, now I definitely don't want to call them because it's been two days and now they're not, you know, because so it just mm -hmm. snowballs, really. Uh, and that's why that that initial contact is just so important. I mean, um, 
I think that segues perfectly into setting realistic expectations for the sales directors, right? Yeah, hundred percent. And and that's what leadership has to understand is you can't just crack that whip and be like, Hey, get more tours, get more move-ins. You have to understand what that role is like, right? The, the fires they're putting out. And, and now, you know, thankfully COVID seems to be relaxing in most places, at least here in Texas, like, you know, the reg- the lockdowns and all that and, 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 and all the stuff that has gone along with that. So people are more comfortable getting out, going into communities, whatever. Um, and, and so you, you still have to understand these, these marketing directors, you can't just say, Hey, we need more move-ins and expect them to understand that entire sales funnel and what needs to be done at every step of the way, right? Mm-hmm. You, you have to understand, okay, you hired them to make connections with families and get them to move in. At its very core, that's what you want them to do. So quit having them do the rest of the funnel that they don't understand, right? Uh, in, 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 in mass, there's, there's a lot of people that I'm sure they're, they're, they're great at the whole thing, right? But most of the people that I talk to that are sales directors and marketing directors, they were hired to crush it on the tours and connect with people one-on-one and as well as people in town, referral sources, build those relationships. That's what they were hired to do. That kind of person typically does not enjoy SEO work. They don't enjoy sending out lots of emails. They're like me. I hate, I hate follow-up. That's why, that's why I built this. Mm-hmm. Like I hate following up. Uh, I'm terrible at it. Luke knows that. And, uh, but you get me on a call with somebody and we're going to connect. We're going to, we're going to, you know, start, start game planning. Right. Um, and so that's what I think is, is, is when it comes to expectations for, for your team, understand that it's going to be very, very rare that you can find someone who is good at both ends of the funnel, right. That they're really good at the technical aspect to get your website uh, optimized, to turn that into a tour booking machine. Like we talk about, that person is typically not the same person that's going to give excellent tours, connect with families, connect with people in the community and, and, and drive that. But you have to have both. Yeah, absolutely. And you kind of touched on it earlier about just the schedule. If you haven't been in that sales director seat, you, you don't understand the schedule, the daily, just the distractions that can happen. Like you said, families calling in, you know, that you've moved in previously that have something to say, residents walking into your office and they want to talk, you know, what are you going to, you can't, you can't turn them away. You know, they, they live there. Um, just all kinds of fires to put out, all kinds of conversations that pop up throughout the day. And, and unless you've been in that seat, you don't really understand how many, like you can have a schedule for the day on paper and that thing can be completely turned around 30 minutes into your day. You know, and so what you're saying as far as like following up and then you get to the end of the day and you have to follow up with your leads and you're exhausted and, oh man, I've called this person five times. I don't want to call them again, skip, you know, or something like that. It just kind of gets to the end of the day and it's not really as, as good as it, as good as it could be if it was, you know, fresh and they were doing it at the beginning of the day. So what you, what you guys are doing are you're just helping as well too. So why not just give your sales directors that additional help? Like, yes, they can still do these things on their own and follow up personally, but why not have that additional help? Like you said, from the top of the funnel, booking tours for them so they can do what they're good at, which is give great tours and get deposits and movements, like you said. But um, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that as far as just the busy schedule and how, 
how the need is out there for the technology. And it's not because a lot of these sales directors may not be good at X or, or Y, but just because they need the additional help, just because their time is so consumed with so many other things as well. Think about, think about this, Corey. I don't know if you, you remember. So we, we have two or three tours throughout the day, right? Those all take an hour and a half. If you're really having a really good conversation, you hit it off. I mean, you're talking about majority of the day. And it, let's let's take away just the, the the actual tour and time it takes, but just the physical like exhaustion after each individual tour on having you to process. Think about it like this. You've got a cup, right? And it, it continues to fill up with information for the day, right? And by the end of the day, your brain is about to explode from trying to remember what did Sally like and what did Mary like and what did Joe like? What room was this? What room, you know, you've done so much and you've incorporated and their needs, though it might be somewhat similar, whether they're looking for memory care, they're looking for assisted living, independent living, what have you. Those needs could be similar, but they have to be nuanced and they have to be treated individually. So you take it, you've done three tours, you, you're exhausted, you sit down on your chair and it's, you know, let's say it's four o'clock in the day, right? You sit down, it's Thursday and your brain is fried and then you have to follow up. You have to follow up. And then you're like, oh, well, crap, I've got 30 other prospects that I had a set task to follow up for. Well, what's more important? The, the people that have just deposited and I still need to follow up or the people that just, just toured that I need to do a follow-up email. All right. So you're just talking about the very, like the basics one-on-one. This is, that's not the entirety of the job. And so what we're saying is like all these automated things can take so much burden off of these sales directors that I think is so needed and, and to give great perspective to anybody that's listening to this podcast and just big shout out, like, man, I can't give enough kudos to like, can we just sit here and just like give like a, a round of applause for sales directors that just do this yeah. day in, day out, especially if you're the only one within the community, my gosh, you are a hero. And the, the other component to that is like, well, what if you sit down on, on a Thursday, right? This, this, I don't know if this is going to give you PTSD, Corey, but you're 430, right? And then you've, you've done three tours, you knocked them out of the park, you need follow-up. And then you're like, oh my gosh, it's a report week. It's, oh, I, I have, I have so to aggregate excited. all, all of my reports <laughs> and I have to send this off to X ownership group. Fun, fun. So now you're spending two hours, two, three hours that you're collecting manually entered in information, which a CRM should do for you. That you not have to manually go in and no, I'm not talking to you, Siri. Let me just go ahead and X out of that. <laughs> but I'm telling you, it's 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 so critical to have a good perspective and to look at it automation and look at technology as a way to help provide bandwidth to something, some teams that just don't have any in the first place. I think that's a great point. I mean, the, the, the bandwidth is so, you know, I, I always tell people it's like, 
if you remember back in the day when we had the you know dial up uh michael you might got not mail that. You know? yeah Corey, you love that, ragging on my age i just turned 30 i'm old <laughs> <clears throat> yeah so you were you were a young a young buck when america online was 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 crushing it but i wasn't even born i remember yet. like the oh man i remember when you know you think about how how slow the dial-up speeds were and how much how how you could only do little pictures and whatnot right mm -hmm. and that's that's exactly the issue is like we're trying to help you go from dial-up and only being able to do these few things to fiber internet right mm -hmm. where all these other things can keep happening while you're doing what you need to do um, but i think it's it, it it takes a bit of a paradigm shift mentally right um, because also so many people they have those little precious things, right? And it, it, they, they want to feel like they're busy, even though they're really not contributing to the bottom line, right? And it's, it, it goes back to the 80-20 rule, right? Mm -hmm. let, let folks like us handle the 80% of the stuff that you're doing that's not driving your results. And you get really, really good at the 20% that really is driving results. And that is connecting with people, doing great discovery calls, really understanding who you're working with, giving a great tour. And then how do you follow up from the tour to the move in? Right. Um, and, and, you know, maybe you need someone like Julie to help you coach and get better on the shout on out, that grow your occupancy, path, right? Yeah. Grow your occupancy, right. Julie Potowitz, great, great team. Um, you know, but you've got to look at your team and say, Hey, do we need more help at the top? Do we need more traffic? Do we need more tours? Do we need all of that? And, or do we need help converting more of those tours into move ins? right? You separate your marketing and sales into those two things. Mm -hmm. And typically it's going to be two different groups of people that handle it. Um, now in smaller communities, you I understand you got to do it all even more reason to have some, some automation come in and help you. Uh, and just don't be afraid of it. It's not, it's not your granddad's automation. It's not AT&T bot. It's not, you know, it, it's none of that. And you have to also understand the other reason you shouldn't, we haven't even talked about it really, uh, that you shouldn't be afraid of this is that it's coming one way or the other, right? Mm -hmm. Amazons of the world are taking over and they're setting expectations, right? When I've worked with other, other businesses outside of senior living, Amazon is setting the expectations for every business in the world. When you have a customer issue with Amazon, I don't know if you guys have ever dealt with them. When you have a broken product that arrives or the wrong product arrives or whatever, you go and talk to their little chat bot and it is phenomenally well-built, right? And obviously they have billions of dollars to put into it, but they, it doesn't matter. That is still what your business is going to be based off of. So as these younger, as the, as the adult kids get younger and younger, and I think we're already there, in most cases, mm -hmm. that's a one reason for the frustration is that you're talking to someone who's 45 to 60 years old, who has totally embraced shopping on Amazon, automation, self-checkout lanes, all those things. They want it now, 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 now. And you're still trying to schedule tours with them a week, a week from now, or you're doing everything manually and it's really slow for them. That's one of the reasons they're turning to places like a place for mom and caring because they're going to get immediate, they're going to get that immediate gratification. Right. 
So you have to embrace it. If for no other reason, you're going to get run over by a train if you don't. I can't wait to see, because Disney just announced a few weeks ago, they're building some like 55 plus communities. So I cannot wait to mystery shop them because my gut feeling is that I'm not going to go on there and I'm not going to fill out the contact form and then not hear from them for two weeks. Right. I think it's going to be an incredible experience that we're going to see. Oh, this is how in other industries expect follow-up to actually be. I, I think it's going to be awesome. When I, when I speak at places, I always tell people like you need to have Disney like level experiences. People are wanting experiences, right? And it doesn't matter if it's senior living or theme parks or whatever, you have to give them that experience and that it starts the minute they get on your website. You know, uh, you know, whenever we set someone up, we always give them a free consultation on their website and say, look, you, you, this is not, a, this is not going to convert, right? Mm -hmm. It looks just like every other website with a drone photo of the building, lots of pictures of empty rooms inside the building and some stock images, right? Mm -hmm. Like you have to, you have to show them, which by the way, me, when I was looking at these with my grandmother years ago, my first thought was like, are they trying to hide what it's really like in there? Mm. Right? Like, why, why do they not show any people? Why, why, is it, yeah. why is this all stock photos? You know, I'm, I'm looking at a place in Central Texas and the photo is a, a couple sitting on the beach, like in California on a cliff. Like this, I know this isn't there, right? Like this is, this is fake. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, yeah, I, I think that's, that's another thing is, um, you know, when you look at how Amazon does it, how Disney does it, that's what people expect in everything they do. Can it be that great? No. But can you have a Disney-like experience compared to your competitors who are still doing it like it's 1998? You absolutely can. <clears throat> yeah, and the use of reviews, I think, is overlooked as well. I think it's yep. becoming, obviously, more of a topic of conversation about how important reviews are. People are always looking at reviews. Um, every time they're looking at places, they're seeing what the stars are, see what the best reviews are, and then testimonials as well, too. So... If for whatever reason you, you don't have people sign off on the likeness and you can't get, you know, actual images of your residents, you can have testimonial videos set up on your website. You know, people want to see, especially if, if it's, you know, your mom showing your grandma, your grandma wants to see videos of people that are her age on there and what they're saying about it and why they chose it and what they like about it too. Testimonials. I mean, you can't go wrong with, with testimonials, but I was thinking about this as well. So not only does the technology help on the daily basis, but it, it's got to help with turnover in these positions as well, too. If you think about it, the reason why you have so much turnover is because these sales directors or, or people in these positions get so overwhelmed, like Michael was talking about. If you could take some things off their plate, and it's just things like this with technology that makes it easier for them, causes less stress, causes you know them getting home earlier without having to, you know, at the end of the day, that Thursday report isn't as daunting if you don't have all of that follow-up in front of it, which is an hour. Mm -hmm. You know, so I was I was just thinking like maybe this does lead to like less turnover, happier people in the positions, leads to better sales, more sales, higher occupancy. It's kind of just a, a trickle effect of what this can do, just helping your sales directors. And if you have that transition period, like we talked about earlier, if you have people leaving, you have someone new coming into the industry that's never been in the industry before, you're helping with that follow-up and, and bringing in as tours as well too, because it might be very hard for that person to know what the best way to follow up or the best way to get someone into tour. This kind of takes that off, off their plate. Any technology out there that's, that's coming into senior living. Think about well, the conversation. Let's flush that through. Sorry, go ahead. 
I was just going to say, think about the conversation that we had with, with Glenn Barclay at QSL management. I think that he says it really well. It's like, uh, if you can eliminate anxiety and you can, you can create a joy filled community, right. And I'm paraphrasing. He, he could say it more eloquently, but the, the thief of joy is anxiety. And what, what we're finding is that when people are, are leaving the industry, we, you know, this is said so many times, it's not because of pay. It's not because I do think it is a component. I think it's a huge component, but I think a, a huge element is the anxiety around the job of, you know, I have to work long hours on the, 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 the week. I have to do tours on the weekend. What if we could do you guys a favor and save you guys six hours of time doing that follow-up and create it just that sales, just a sales standard. So you could have that. And I think there's just so much anxiety around uh, the industry, but then the job itself. And so how can we come together and lock arms to say, all right, I want to take things off your plate. Like I want to eliminate that anxiety to free you up. And I know that we've been talking about it a, a ton in this, but I think if we, if we create good technology, the way that we need to be selling this is like, there's a lot on your sales director's plates. There's a lot to be anxious about. How can we help reduce turnover and reduce amount of coaching? Think about, think about how much coaching goes into how to sell and then how to fall, like make sure we're, that we are getting those, those leads and following up on those leads. Like from your perspective, Luke and Dallas, like the things that you are doing for them, think about how much time and energy are spent in making sure that that gets executed properly. And then the timeline, the, the, the speed to lead aspect of it. So there's so many things that uh, we could talk about and we can talk about it for, for days and days, but um, the, the technology well, as, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And I think to, to go back to Corey's point about uh, the retention, right? If you've got great salespeople and again, they're doing the thing you hire them to do, which is connecting and closing, right? That's what they're really good at. If they have a system at your community where it is booking them tours on autopilot, are they more or less likely to leave, right? And if they do leave, are they going to ask people, hey, how do, you, how do you schedule tours for me? Or do I have to go out and schedule them all on my own? That, to me, is the biggest game changer from a retention standpoint of exactly what you just said. Yes, money is always going to be an issue. But if you give someone the choice and say, hey, you can make $70,000 a year here, and we're gonna we're gonna schedule all the tours for you, and, and tee them up for you, or you can go make seventy five or eighty grand somewhere else. But there, you've got to do it all yourself. Those little incremental jumps no longer matter as much. Oh, and hey, by the way, you have to schedule those tours when you're out doing referral partner development, and you're yes. you know you're in your car and it's ninety eight degrees in Atlanta, and you're sweating your butt off. Oh, speed to lead. That's my top priority right now. I mean, it, uh -huh. it, it is like, I, again, I don't want to take it away. Like that's what we were doing and that's what you need to do to, to get your job done. But I'm just telling you, like that is where technology can save you time, effort, money on all of it. And it's just, I think we forget about how many things that salespeople are doing. Like I just, it, it's just crazy. It's crazy to think about. Well, you know, you also, we had talked about like tracking the numbers as well, right? And all those mm. reports. That's another thing too, is like when you automate some of this stuff, at the top of the funnel, when people are just starting to get to know you, your, your community and your, and your business, like 
we can track all those things automatically, right? Plug it into the CRM for you, all that good stuff mm-hmm. where you know, hey, you know what? We've got, we had a um, thousand people come to our website this month. We got 125 leads from that that have downloaded pricing or they've downloaded XYZ, whatever. And so now we have 125 conversations going on. We can see where they are in the queue. Like we've, you know, we've got this many here at this level of follow-up, this many here. We know that most of the leads turn into tours at this stage, like all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff that you in never in a million years would have time to do manually. Yeah. And so you asked me earlier, where do things fall off? Most people can't really tell you that right now. They have, they have stories. They have anecdotal evidence of, Hey, you know, we're, we're getting a lot of leads from our website, but we're not turning them into tours and they have no idea why, Mm. because you also, you, you have 125 leads and all of them got followed up with differently to some degree. Right. So you have no idea. You can't really say why you just know, Hey, leads suck. Leads suck guys. These suck. This is, this is why we have to go out and do and have to do, do outreach and development all, all day, every day in the hundred degrees in Atlanta, because you had people on your website and you let them go. They were there. They were looking at you, right? They don't just go to senior living community websites for funsies, right? That's not where people hang out on their it's phone. It's not a good place to just right? to hang out. It's not a, it's not a fun place. <laughs> no, it's not where you're going to hang out on the web. What are you guys doing specifically like to, to book more tours? So you're, you know, take example A is a senior living company that's not using a company like yours that's just, you know, hopefully they're, they're popping up on a Google search if someone types assisted living in the area or senior living in the area. What are you guys doing specifically that's going to really change the game for a senior living company and, and actually book more tours? Is it the, like, actual ads that you're using? Is it the keyword searches? Is it events that you guys are, you know, telling them to put on and put blasting out there? Like, what are you guys specifically doing? I, and this is for me. I'm trying to learn as well, too, exactly what you guys are Yeah, doing. no. So so there's there's two things. There's two parts to that question. And Luke, I want you to chime in on, on the ads part here for sure. But there's two two parts to this. Number one is traffic to the website. So when we go in, we want to see, okay, what does your traffic look like right now? Do you have a decent amount of traffic coming in? Then great, right? If so, how are we getting more of it to engage? So the main things we do are we, we look at traffic. Do we need more traffic? And so then do we crank up ads? Do we crank up? Um, any sort of you know, Google SEO stuff to, to get more traffic. That's step one. A lot of people, though, they actually have okay traffic. Their website just sucks, right? Like it's not engaging. It doesn't have good calls to action. So they may be getting hundreds or, you know, a thousand plus people a month even, but they're not, they're not capturing any of them. And so that's number one is, do you need more traffic? Yes, we can, add, we, can, you can, we can supplement your website with ads and things like that. Once you have the right traffic, how are we getting the right numbers to convert into a lead? And then, it's, I mean, it, when you think about this, it's very simple, right? We increase traffic, we turn more of it into leads, and then we follow up with those leads better than anyone else to get them into a tour. That's it, right? So, I mean, specifically, mm-hmm. it is, uh, when it comes to the follow-up, it's follow-up faster. Right? We're going to follow with every single lead in two minutes and then follow it more frequently. So we're going to send emails, text messages, voicemails, actually make phone calls when they're supposed to happen, as often as they're supposed to happen, every single time. There is no fear of rejection. There is no procrastination. We take all that away for you so that it's just it's happening every day, all day. 
and we, we convert more of that traffic into leads and more of those leads into tours. Luke can probably talk a little more specifically as far as like what ads, what, what can people do to drive more traffic with ads? Because uh, he's, he's really great at that. Yeah, I think oftentimes when people, and you know, I don't think we want to just like dive super deep into Google ads and Facebook ads right now, but I think oftentimes when people, you know, create ads, um, they really create ads that are very amenity driven and amenity focused and specific. And I mean, it, the, the messaging that we help communities with that we put on their website, we want to incorporate that in the ads as well. Um, I mean, talking about amenities, that's great to talk about on the tour. Um, but that's not necessarily going to get someone to click on your ad and submit the form or schedule a tour or download pricing. Um, so there's lots of things that, that, you know, going to ads, making sure you've got some retargeting ads set up. Um, but there's that, that's a, that's a whole, whole discussion we could have about um, the right way to set up ads. We, well, we can, when you we talked about the messaging, the right? Yeah. So real fast, when you talked about the messaging, we, we, I have used the, Donna Miller's story brand messaging for years before I, I started Donna working in, in senior living. It is fantastic. If you've never read how to build a story brand, if you're, if you're the person in charge of your messaging, read that book, you know, get the video. They have a, a video course now, uh, uh, business made simple, but you know, I, I went and trained with Donald for, I was a certified guide and, and, and coach for a couple of years and um, you know, it works. And the reason it works is, and so when I talk about, hey, do you have more traffic? Do you have enough traffic? This is where the story brand stuff comes into play because you might have great traffic, um, but if your if your website's not engaging, it's not they're not going to take the next step. And so, the seven part framework that Donald built out—that's what we come in and basically coach people on how to do it, uh, so that they're getting more opt ins, they're getting more, um, you know, more more interaction on the website not just people coming in, looking at it and, uh, and, and, and bouncing off. So uh, that is one thing just to, you know, clarify there too, as far as when we, when we yeah. set somebody up, you know, we don't necessarily do it all for them anymore. Uh, although we can, um, we really coach them and say, Hey, this is what you need to change your website. Um, if, if they don't have anyone that can do it, then we can talk to them about doing it for them. That's just not really where our, our time is, is spent on a lot these days. I'm curious as far as capturing the leads, are you, are you guys seeing that ads or, or submitting forms, is there a certain form or download pricing is working more than other things? Like if you have something to download pricing on your website, that's capturing leads better, anything like that, that's like really working. Yeah, I would say download pricing yeah. by far is because that's when people come to a website. I mean, that's one of their first questions is, you know, how much does this cost? Um, and it, it's, it's, you know, that's just the information they need to know. The The second thing is when someone's ready to schedule a tour, we want to make that as easy as possible for them. So we don't put a form on there where they like select their preferred day and time. We, we put an actual calendar on there that syncs to the sales director's calendar. So when they click, I want to go Monday at two, then they're clicking Monday at two and the calendar knows, hey, sales director, you know, Corey has availability Monday at two and it goes right on their calendar. So we're making it as easy and convenient as possible, sending them reminders, you know, Hey, just gonna, your tours in an hour. We'll see you then. Here's directions. If you need it. Um, you use calendar you for that? No, we have our own. Internal yeah, it's similar. We, we, yeah, we okay. built it up. Awesome. That's super cool. So uh, last question and we, we can close things out too. Cause I know that we've been, we're approaching 
uh, an hour or so here, but the uh, from from your perspective, the the price so so pricing is very very much top of mind for everybody. They go into the website, they want to know exactly how much it costs, even maybe even down to like the levels of care, things like that. So I think maybe from a, a regional or VP perspective. I think some people, or maybe just me, just sales directors in general, maybe the fear would be, well, I don't want to provide pricing because I'm going to be on the upper echelon of the pricing. I don't want to lose people uh, from that. So kind of dispel that myth of you're going to drive away people. And maybe maybe you do drive away people and that's the best thing for you. I don't know. So like you guess guys- who you're going to drive away? The people that can't afford it. <laughs> the people that can't afford it, right? Like, like. And, and, and here, here, this is one of the things that I always tell people when it comes to this exact discussion is the absolute worst thing you can do is have someone come in and fall in love with your place and find out they can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Like that is a dagger to their soul because then they're going to have to go someplace that is not as nice, is not as lush, you know, doesn't have the amenities, whatever. And they feel disappointed in where they're living. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's a terrible situation for, for a loved one or, or, or the actual resident to deal with, you know? And so get it out there. People want to know it. And I'll tell you the other thing too, is when you don't put it up there, they assume it's way more than what it really is most of the time. Mm. Right. So, um, you know, when it comes to the website, don't, don't just put a webpage and have it on there, right. Get, give, get their contact information, make it a download pricing because then you can reach out to them and follow up and you know everyone that downloaded it right so i I put behind that um behind that contact form um so to speak right and keep the form minimum right like you know we we, the jargon in marketing lingo is like we want a micro commitment right we're not we don't need to get all their information for them to download the pricing we just need name number email that's Mm -hmm. it right we'll get into the other stuff later don't make your form look like a tax return because then people are going to look at it and they bounce right off, right? Like, oh, I don't have time for this. Or they halfway fill it out. They get a call. They go to, they, you know, something happens, whatever. They don't do it. And just get the micro commitment. We can get the rest later. Yeah. What yeah. if you put on there, like promise not to, to <laughs> call text message only or something like that? Because like I've, I've heard that ad before, like where you can like text your address to a certain company and they'll just text you back the the uh what your house is worth i was like man that's a great example like that's a great idea because people don't necessarily want to be called or they're at work they can't be called during the day if you had on there just you know won't blow up your phone or or email um you know text message only we'll just text you the actual pricing like something simple like that to where people are more likely to give their information because their fears and we all have this fears you see it on there and we start filling out our information we're like man i know they're gonna blow up my email or they're going to blow up my phone as soon as I enter this in. Well, and, and this is where good automation comes into play, right? And this is some of the stuff that we're actually working on right now to tweak some things. Uh, what I want to do, and, and again, the, every community wants to kind of customize this a little bit, and that's fine. But I think big picture, you frame it on the website where you say, hey, look, download our standard pricing. Because another objection we get to people not wanting to put pricing on there is like, well, it changes. Okay, cool. That even opens up a great opportunity for conversation. So you put it on the website and you say, hey, here's our standard pricing. Um, you know, I'll let our sales director know that we'll let our sales director know that, you, that you're interested, though, and let you know about any specials you might have going on, any sort of, 
you know, whatever, right? Have you want to word that? But basically the gist is specials or promotions that are happening. Then that first text message, guess what? Hey, I just saw you downloaded our pricing. Uh, we actually do have a couple of specials going on right now where you get six months of this or free this or whatever when you move in. Um, you know, let, let's have you come in. I can tell you more about it, right? Like you can you can customize that language so that it feels like, man, these guys really are on top of it, yeah. you know? Um, I know before we headed, before we head off, uh, I, I wanted to ask you guys, and you said something about your new hiring piece, um, which I think is a huge need in the industry. Anything you guys want to touch on that and how you're doing that as far as helping companies with the hiring? Yes. I mean, it, it's, it's basically, um, we've taken the same marketing mindset when it comes to tours, booking more tours, and we're doing the same thing with hires. So, you know, most HR people are strapped for time just as badly as the sales folks. Right. And in some cases, the salespeople are also in charge of a lot of the hiring and, and filtering out the, the applications and all that. And they don't have time for that. Right. They just don't. And so what we're able to do is eliminate all of that back and forth follow-up um, when someone submits an application, whether it's on Indeed or ZipRecruiter or your website or whatever, we can process it, reach out and text message to the applicant in a matter of minutes, start asking them questions through text message to qualify them. If they answer all the questions the way they need to, we say, hey, let's go ahead and schedule for an interview. We actually also are about to go live with a, a interview video type functionality on it because we had one we had one person that was like, man, you booked me 19 interviews this week. I don't have time for 19 interviews. Um, and a lot of it were like, you know, housekeeping jobs, uh, kitchen staff, you know, CNAs, things like that, that are, you know, um, basically that's like, so what do you, what do you want to do in the interview? What's your goal for the interview of those? He goes, I literally just need to see if they can speak, speak. Okay. If they, if they're, how they, how they handle themselves, you know, are they not covered in tattoos or whatever, like, you know, on their forehead something, just crazy stuff. And I was like, okay, well then we could do that through, through a video. Right. So we're launching another piece to it where they can, uh, it's using our video testimonial software, but we're just turning it into the application side. So they could just hit the button on the web, on the webpage that says record now. It, it, they answer the two or three questions it prompts them for. And they, and then it uploads that video to the, the person at the community and they say hire interview or reject. And then we automate the, the next steps for them. Uh, and so you know, people are telling us it's saving them 10, 15 hours a week because they're not having to process this. And so we had, we had one lady, um, she said that they had a new hire. It was, a, it was a, the days of the week may be wrong, I'm, 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 but this is the timeline. So Wednesday, they had a lady in their office filling out new hire paperwork. And while she was there filling out the new hire paperwork, she got a call back from one of the community's competitors and the lady had applied for all the jobs on Monday, but because we had the automation set up, she, we replied to her immediately from the time she applied to the time the interview was scheduled was about eight minutes. The interview was scheduled for Tuesday. They interviewed her, hired her. She came in on Wednesday to do new hire paperwork. And that's when the competitor had first reached out to schedule an interview. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Wow. So you're talking about, so speed to lead is not just for tours. It's for hiring as well, especially in this crazy market. So that example, that, that what you just said is probably happening a lot across the board. Mm -hmm. if, if, you can use, if you can use technology and you can get to people thinking about it like speed to lead, speed to talent, and then 
that person that you are just trying to reach out to is, <laughs> is probably at your competitor. Mm-hmm. That is signing paperwork and getting ready to, to get hired when you've just literally they're getting their name badge made, right? They're literally getting their name badge made. Uh, and so I think that's, that's, that's why this is going to be so uh, awesome for so many communities is that it, it, it and the other thing too, is uh, so like when you put a job posting on indeed, all those applications disappear after 30 days or whatever the timeline is, we're capturing them all. So you get a database. So six months from now, maybe you've got a hundred CNA applicants in your database. That you can send a text message to saying, Hey, we got an opening and get it filled quick. Yeah, this is huge. I want to continue this conversation. Unfortunately, we can't. I know that we have to close. <laughs> I'm going to put, we're, we'll put, so this is going to be on both podcasts. And so if you're listening to this on the hundred club podcast, uh, thank you for listening. And then also you guys will be able to find it on senior living marketing success. So we're going to provide all those links to both senior living pros and, and 100, uh, 100 club podcast. But thank you everyone that is, is listening to this. This is um, much you know needed and just uh, great to, to have everybody on. And we're going to, again, provide all of the information on the show notes, but Until next time, thank you for listening to the 100 Club podcast and senior living marketing success. Thanks so much.